You're listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live, with your hosts, Eric Provoznik, Jim Culver, Marty Zamora, and Christine Leninger. This is Jell Michaels. You're listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live, where the fun sanity never ends. Vroom, a zoom, zoom, and welcome to this week's edition of All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. I'm Eric Pervoznik, and with, as always, we've got Jim Culver. Hey, how you doing? Cheers. There there he is. And Christine Leninger. Three out of four of us today in the super hot state of Arizona. Excessive heat warning, Arizona. But that's why we're going to do what we're doing tonight, folks. We are going to talk about muscle cars. In most other parts of the, the country right now, you can roll the windows down. You can go cruising if it's still even legal. But back in the day, it used to be legal. Back in the 70s, the 60s, maybe even into the 80s when muscle cars were still roaming the earth. Regular gasoline, no catalytic converters. Oh, look at that smile. I'm, yeah, Marty's loving this. I am too. This is this is when I grew up, man. This is muscle cars. And, you know, in Days of Confused, they had that movie nailed with all the cars in that one and the, the engines and a little disclaimer to start off marty's going nuts on it because marty actually knows and jim might know and, and christine you, you may know as well i just know how they look and how they sound i don't know focus beyond that you know 440 engines hemi i i i don't know if it looks good and it sounds good that's what makes a muscle car for me i'll let marty get into the technicality of stuff but uh you know just when uh clint and uh, Waterson were having that conversation in Days and Confused about the cubic this and cubic that. I just, oh, yeah, yeah, ooh, cool, whatever. <laughs> well, more is better if you want any hints. What's that? More is better if you want a hint. Well, uh, yes, much like the state of Texas. More power. Yes. <laughs> more power. All right, man, before we get going, though, I do want to send a shout-out to our sponsors. We have not one but two sponsors we're giving a shout-out this week. Maribel Pena, don't forget to check out her over at Instagram and also at Yahoo, Maribel Pena, at Maribel Pena, M-A-R-I-D. Facebook. Facebook sounds good. People don't do Yahoo anymore. I didn't say, did I say Yahoo? Oh, <laughs> are we going to fix that in post? Ignore the Yahoo groups. That, 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 who cares about those anymore? We're going to go to at Maribel Pena at Instagram or Facebook, just her name. There we go. Yahoo groups. There we go. Uh, I'll beat my own ass. Um, so M-A-R-I-B-E-L-P-I-N-A. And also, new sponsor with us. We're going to give a thanks to Yasmin McGee at XYZ Promotions. And all your pretty needs from A to XYZ, make sure you check out XYZpromotions.com. So thank you, Maribel and Yasmin, for being our sponsors here on All Over the Place. So now we're going to get down to our top three muscle cars. And then we're going to finish it out with a round robin of our favorite fictional muscle cars. So we're going to start out. Marty, this is your wheelhouse. Okay. First well, out with your number one or number three of your three favorite muscle cars. I'm going to count them from three to one. Uh, number three, uh, and you're going to sense a theme here. <clears throat> is the 1970 Chevelle SS with the 454. It also had a 396 and a 350, but 
I like the 454 because it produced a lot of power and it used a lot of gas. Back when it was like, you know, 50 cents. Who cared? Love it. Love that car. Big, strong engine that will be powerful forever. The shape is just iconic. It's a, a very iconic, like when you think of muscle car, that's that's what a muscle car looks like to me. The Chevelle SS from 1970. Um, and the reason your sense of theme is because when you get about to the mid-70s, uh, the, the EPA choked everything out and we stopped having muscle in the muscle cars. Excellent little technicality note there. I appreciate that, Marty. And you're, you're going to be basically our uh, male version of Mona Lisa Vito from my cousin Vinny with all your technicality <laughs> talk tonight. It, did not have it had a live axle. It would have tilted up on the side. That tread wasn't available in that year. <laughs> all right. So I, I think you're going to like my number three then, Marty, because, well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second because we're going to skip over to Christine, who uh, she's got a, Christine, why don't you show everybody the book? We're, we're going to do a little shameless self-promotion oh. right now for those oh, who are watching. Thanks. So if you're just listening, this is a book that Christine had a big part of. So go ahead and tell us about that one, Rebel Without a Clue. Yeah, so this is Rebel Without a Clue. It's a book I actually published for a client last, last year. It's about the um, the greatest car show on earth that brought automotive royalty to a small town with no stoplights. It's about the St. Ignace Car Show in upstate Michigan. Um, and it's 650 pages of car customization and um, just amazing uh information from like there's a little quote up here from tom peters who was a retired design chief for general motors and a designer of the c6 to c8 corvette so it's got all different kinds of uh, memorabilia and pictures in it from like back in the day and just all kinds of very cool it's like a who's who of automotive history um by way of detroit of course excellent so. people can get that on amazon yeah, it's on Amazon, Rebel Without a Clue by Sean uh, Ravy. So, uh, yeah, and we're actually looking at doing more books with him because uh, um, a lot of the people that are featured in the book actually loved it so much that they now want him, Sean, and us, uh, Rich Pageant Media, to publish their books. So more to come on nice. that. So not to get too much into myself, but I actually am a bit of a car girl. Um, our background here, you can't see it, is my dad's 1968 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. My dad loved muscle cars. And I actually did my internship with General Motors, a vendor of theirs. So I'm like kind of kind of big in this stuff a little bit, but I took a little bit different route with this just because I actually dig cars. I like going fast and I like driving and all of that stuff. So I went a little bit more modern with my choices and two of my three picks I've actually owned. So um, I went with the wow. 2000 Toyota Celica GTS six speed with a racing interior. Man, that girl was fast. And those racing pedals, oh, it was Stick shift. Oh, oh. That is that is a great car. Yeah, it was and Mar Marty actually, fun to drive. The, the first thing that comes to mind for me right now, and maybe it had it, maybe it did, but help me out. What does it what does it mean when you start three speed on the tree? Three on the tree. All right. So most cars you'll you'll even the well, most are automatic now, but uh most cars that are stick shift after about I don't know the late 50s. Maybe, yeah, probably into the 60s. 
uh, didn't have the shifter on the next to you here. Mm -hmm. It was on the tree. It was like a turn signal, but it was like oh, okay. yep. and you shifted that way the same way you did on the ground, but it was on the tree, on the column, the steering column. That's Shout great. out to my friend Brian McVetty, high school. He got to drive around his mom's Impala. 1963, 64. I can't remember exactly. Brian will correct me. He probably had a top 30 list for his favorite muscle cars himself. But we love driving around, and the, and the gear shift was there on the tree. So thank you, Marty, for uh, for cluing in the son of a, a, an automotive engineer slash mechanic. So thank you, and Christine, thank you for that that uh, awesome first pick. Jim, over to you. Yeah. Sir. All right. So I'm going to preface my list by saying that I know next to nothing about cars other than the fact that they go really fast when you step on the gas. So this is going to be a very shallow list of personal favorites. Marty, you're the expert, so feel free to tear it apart if you need to. But uh, OK, so for my number three. <laughs> OK, so so uh, I come from a Ford family. I'm pretty sure my I would be disowned if I didn't include Fords on this list. So uh, for my number three, I'm going to say the 69 Ford Mustang Boss 429 which is a, the it's not the most beautiful car, but the power on this thing, the horsepower, and it's just amazing. Royalty. Absolutely. That is, that is hot rod royalty. That is, if you're a Ford guy, that's the top. That's the pinnacle. That's, you know, yeah. that's the, the car to have if you're a Ford guy. Yep. So, yeah, okay. that's, yeah, just for pure power and performance, that's my pick for three. Cannot go wrong with with a Mustang. Although, oh, do I have one on my list? Well, yes, we'll get to that in a second. I, I also, uh, well, I, I'm a Ford man now, for different reasons. But I grew up in a GM family. My dad worked for General Motors, Packard Electric, out in Ohio. So I, I grew up a Chevy family. However, growing up, and I, this is going to come in at my number three. And actually, I'm, cha I'm changing gears on you, Marty. I'm going to make, I'm going to bump things around here. My number three, I'm going to make a car that my dad had, and it was the last. If I, he can correct me if I'm wrong. But I recall this one, the 1970 Plymouth Duster being the last muscle car that we had. And I was born, it was okay. Just one little kid riding around. 1972, when my brother Michael came along, well, that's when we had to start getting sensible cars. So the pea green 1970 Plymouth Duster was the last muscle car in the Provosnik family until I picked up a 2016 Mustang, only a V6. But like Jim said, you press the gas out, it goes fast when it needs to. It's not a 5.0, it still gets the job done. But my, my number three pick for muscle cars in that glorious decade of the 70s started off with the 1970 Plymouth Duster. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, and I always like that as a little kid, I liked it because you had the uh, Tasmanian Devil symbol yeah. on the on the uh, on the uh, trunk. The, the Dusters were uh, kind of over overlooked a little bit. Um, but they had the same go as, as some of their other Plymouth, you know, uh, counterparts, and uh, it just wasn't uh, it, it wasn't a uh, Barracuda, you know, it wasn't. But the Duster was. It's there's a great following right now uh, with the Duster crowd. You'll find big car shows. They, well, they got I mean, benign around mid '70s where they just turned it into a crappy family car. But in those early '70s, they were. They were good. Uh, Dodge has already brought back the Challenger and the Charger retrofitting. They're still teasing us on the Barracuda. I would love to see them bring a Duster back as well. I, I, I might pony up for that. Yeah, that, that would be cool. That would be cool. But pea green only. Pea green only. <laughs> to, 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 honor, to honor our, our, our car from 1970. 
But Marty, we're going to circle it back to you now for your number two. Circle back. We're going to circle back. Circle in the square we have here. All right. So uh, uh, real quick, uh, honorable mention before I go to my my number two um, is uh, 1965 uh, Buick Grand Sport. Uh, it was part of the Skylark line. It was up in the upper echelon, the sportier ones. It was my dad's car. Um, when he got out of the army, he bought, he bought it about a year old in 66. And just like your brother, I came along and spoiled <laughs> all the fun. They needed two cars instead of one. So he sold his amazing car to get two crappy ones, but uh, honorable mention there. Anyway, and I can say this cause I don't have, have any of my own kids. Kids suck. God, they're the worst. Living life without them would have sucked too, but there you now, go. That, now that they've grown up, oh, they're terrible. Who wants kids? <laughs> you don't listen to my podcast, so that should I'll never help. watch this, so yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Proving my point, right? If they prove me wrong and watch the podcast, I will apologize. Uh, so anyway, uh, 1970, you see the trend here, uh, 1970 Barracuda was a just... It's a very iconic body shape, kind of like the Chevelle, but a little different. And in, in, in my, I think my favorite, even more favorite than my number one, but uh, just a really beefy, the rear end was a little wider. It just screamed hot rod. It was as hot rod as hot rods got as far as looks at the time. Uh, nice range of beefy engines to get in. That one didn't have really any too many wimpy engines in it. Uh, but most were over the 350 horsepower range, and uh, uh, you could get it with a Positrack rear end and all that. And which means, you remember, from my cousin Vinny, oh, it's coming tires, back. Yep, it's a traction. Clip. Both tires are grabbing instead of the one wheel peel, where you just you don't have 11s, you just have one. Uh, and uh, not all of them had that, but uh, you could get that was one of the trims you could get. Uh, just a fantastic car made a really ugly, awful sound, and it was just amazing. And I uh, love that car. And uh, Donnie's dad had one. It was mom. I remember seeing yes, it. I remember when yeah. he brought it in, into work. Yes. His mom had one. That, uh, should have had Donnie on. Anyway, there's my number two. <laughs> That's your number two. And you know, had, had, you know, had I known your theme here ahead of time, Marty, instead of wearing my Cheap Trick shirt, and as you can see, folks, we've got uh, Fog Hat is up top there. Well, Fog Hat Live, and over here we've got Aerosmith and Jay Giles Band. I went with the music theme for all the muscle cars cranking that shit in the 70s. That's what I'm going with tonight. But had I known, I would have worn my vintage 1970 shirt because, well, I'm a little partial that year. Not, not too shabby a year for, for human beings or babies who didn't wreck being able to have muscle cars and muscle cars themselves. So <laughs> There's your claim. There it is. So, and uh, hopefully the dogs have stopped barking and Christine can unmute herself as we go to her <laughs> Number two. Okay. Well, my number two selection um, is actually my current car. And Eric knows how much we love when you hit that button and she goes, Broom. This is true. Although uh, I was. Brody girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the Alpha Romeo. And what year is the Alpha? It's a 2016 Alpha Romeo Julia. And, and she it, is fast. It is a Julia Gulia. The Julia Gulia uh, is awesome, 
but we tried to do a peel out or we i tried to do a peel out with it the other day with, with christine's permission but uh land posse it does not you need to turn off the traction control it may not have that option but if you don't turn off the traction control it'll just make you stick to the ground huh. the idea is it makes it safer and better for people to drive if you can't break the wheels loose and get all out of control so is this where I'm supposed to throw the chair to the side and storm off because I didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Some cars let you shut it off. Some cars don't let you shut it off. Well, but see, now that we know. car most certainly will smoke the rear tires off the back of that car. You could, you could buy it. only a V4, right? Like for a V4. What? That's yeah. only a V4? Yeah, it's only a V4, <laughs> but it's like 280 horsepower. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick car. It's, uh, yeah. it's got all the, you know, it's got all the modern what you who's it's how to make power out of yeah. a very small engine. Didn't used to be able to do that. At yeah. least not here in America, but that's for another subject. And I am, I am fortunate that I do get to drive the thing from time to time. It is the so only fun. other person besides okay. for me who's allowed to drive it. <laughs> all right, Jim, over to you for your second pick for the muscle car Rama. Okay, my my second pick is uh, probably going to be maybe a little too obvious because it's it's iconic, but uh, I think sometimes the classics work for this. Uh, so I'm going to go go with the 1978 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Uh, wonderful car, obviously made famous in a from a certain Burt Reynolds movie, but uh, the, I'm, I'm Gator, man, right? This, Gator. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, no, this this thing was when I grew up, growing up as a kid in the in the 80s and 90s. This these, these cars were everywhere. Every neighborhood I lived in or visited, I swear there was at least one person that owned one and was always fixing it up. I mean, it just, you, you can't get away from them. They're just these beautiful, iconic cars. Uh, just the, the shape and the look of them, they're, they're just so aerodynamic. These things are built for speed and just such fun cars to tool around in. Uh, or so I've heard. I've never actually driven one, but they seem like an awful lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my pick for number two. No, oh, and also I... And it's also my pick because a Firebird was the only non-four vehicle that ever sat in our driveway. Uh, not a Trans Am, <laughs> but uh, sadly, but uh, just 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 an old, uh, beautiful little Firebird that was from the from the late '60s that uh, needed a lot of work and and uh, was it was a fun little family car for us. So uh, uh, yeah, so that's my pick. Well, I didn't get to drive it because I was only eight years old, nine years old. My uncle Steve had one, but yeah, those. No, no slight to the to the Alfa Romeo and the the, the aforementioned uh, pick, but that that Smokey and the Bandit car, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that is that is a car of cars there for sure, and um, they managed to uh, put a big enough engine in that to make it go fast, uh, despite <laughs> all the regulations. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was a little middle ground in there, but they were still able to make it scream. Buddy mine had one. It wasn't the fastest thing in the world, like it was portrayed in the in the, in the movie. They hopped it up, which means they just took everything off of it and let her rip. Uh, that's a great car, great great car, and uh, related to related to the one that uh, I have chosen. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to I'm gonna honor family as well on the on my next pick because I, I come from uh, oh. as I mentioned my my dad auto he's a mechanic first and became an automotive engineer. And so we always had cool cars. My uncle had cool cars. My grandpa had cool cars. But my dad, the 1968, another Barracuda being listed here, a 1968 
Another from the Plymouth family. I went to the Plymouth Duster before. I'll go Plymouth Barracuda, 68. My dad used to drag race it. I've only seen the pictures. Damn. I, I want one of those. That, that That's the dream car to own eventually. And, uh, Marty, I may have to ask you to help fix it up, but I'll, I'll drive to California for you. So, uh, yeah, but it's yeah, just... Fastback, right? Yes, that's, that's what Pop's dad. And, uh, yeah, so it's, I've heard the stories and just the pictures and just look at... Those are some, yeah. some, some badass great. cars. 1968 Barracuda is my number two. Number two. So, Marty, we're going to go back to you now. All right. Uh, my number one, uh, it is, I don't know how it ended up my number one. Sorry. I'm having technical difficulties. The sun, the sun. There was a big cross my face. Uh, the 1970 Z28, which is in a lot of ways related to the, you know, the, the bandit car and all, because they all had that same body. Um, different things added to it and whatnot, but uh, the Z28, uh, it was able, uh, it was able to come. It came with a uh, 350 or 360 horsepower V8. Not the fastest thing on the route, but to me, it had a two headlights and a split bumper in the front with a the hood kind of came to a point. Oh, just love that car. And then my friend Bobby, he got one. Oh, I was so upset and also happy. Love that car. Love that car. So amazing. Another great car. I'm so glad we're doing muscle cars tonight. I'm having fun listening to all this stuff. Great calls from everybody so far. And I know Christine's not going to disappoint as we go to her for her final yeah. entry tonight. Well, I want to do my honorable mentions really quick. And sorry, that's a mentions. <laughs> um, I can't go through this show without mentioning some of the classic cars that are my favorites, like the Chevy Corvette 1984 Stingray. I was waiting um, for a Corvette to get brought even up. Even the current model Corvette is a just beautiful vehicle that I would not kick out of bed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, the 1968 Ford Shelby Mustang. And of course, my father's 1968 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. That thing was Ooh. a beast. Um, yeah, yeah, memories of rolling around in that thing without a seatbelt. Um, but yeah, we're all still here. Huh? We didn't win seatbelt, seatbelt. We're all still here. Right. Uh, for my number one pick, like, of course, I live in Scottsdale. It's not <clears throat> unusual to roll up to a stoplight and have like. Maserati, Bentley, McLaren, like all around you. <clears throat> but I'll tell you what, when I see my number one pick, I'm like, <laughs> and my boys all know that when they make it big or when they get it to the NFL or whatever the heck they do, mama needs one of these cars. Or when we get big, you know, when there we get go. big, sell AOTP. Or Bonus dad, you'll get one of those for you. I'm getting a, and it's actually found out it's discontinued, um, BMW i8 Hybrid. Oh, what a gorgeous car. I've never driven one, but man, that is a hot car. Oh, I yes. want to drive it. The, the old the old Top Gear uh, with the British guys, the original three, uh, Jeremy Clarkson, the tallest one. He's just hated electric cars, the hybrid thing. He just talked all kinds of trash and it was obviously set up, but he hates them. He at least he used to, and uh, he, so he drove a uh, an M5, which is a car, a BMW that everybody loves. Drove it to meet up with, and he's like, "I'm gonna just drive this toaster or whatever." 
And uh, so then he drives it and he's just, at the end, he's like, that's the greatest car I've ever driven in my life. Oh my God. So you should watch that episode if you like that car. He really- I actually read the article. Oh man. <laughs> There's an article about it too. That's actually how I found out that the I-8 has been discontinued because they decided that it's too expensive and it doesn't fit in their current plans for their lines of what they're doing. And everybody who owned one rejoiced. <laughs> My car just doubled in value. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim, down okay. to you for your final pick. And, and, okay. and any honorable mentions that precede it? Uh, actually, I don't really have too many honorable mentions that haven't haven't already been mentioned. So I'm gonna 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 go past that. And uh, uh, although I pretty much second everything Christine said for honorable honorable mentions. Uh, so yeah, my number one. Uh, this is. Uh, again, my, my, my limited amount of knowledge about cars, this, I just know what I like. This would be, if I had a dream car, this would be it. Uh, 1966 Shelby Mustang GT350. Yeah. I think to me, to me, this is the ultimate in muscle cars in terms of, it's just all around perfect in terms of performance, uh, aesthetics, everything you want in a car. It is just the ultimate. And I think it has everything that that I would ever need in a car, uh, other than a than, than a, a, a traffic free highway to drive it on, uh, <laughs> which we don't have where I live. So uh, that that yeah, that is my pick. I think it's an absolutely gorgeous car. Uh, I've only seen a couple of them in in, in the wild, but uh, they are fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, red with the the white stripe down the middle is perfect. So nice pick. And, and that's one of the nice, Christine mentioned one of the nice things about living here in Arizona and Scottsdale. Scottsdale, of course, you'll see all the fancy ones she mentioned, but also driving around because of the weather here and things don't rust. Right. You see so many of the cars we've mentioned and we're, we're going to get to in a second. I want to quickly do my honorable mention, just one. And it was it was brought up the 68 Mustang. Well, this is a, For me, it's the 68 Mustang GT, specifically the uh, the don't actually, you know what? Never mind. Scratch all of that. Forget it. I may just edit that out because I will preface it with. I, I forgot we're doing our. Do our, it live. I know. Favorite Fuck movie. Shit, TV musical. Ding dong. Bing, bing, bing. Stop, stop. You said you're going to edit it out. What the heck? The, 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 cat, the Catholic in the group. Abort, abort, abort. You want to tell me? Yeah, I understand. Jim's doing his best not to laugh right now. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and forgive and me, Father, because I know dang well what I said. So uh, I may edit that out. I don't know, but Take see, you, know, you, got, you got the taste of that, folks. But uh, I will actually continue with my train of thought. I saw one of these a uh, couple of months ago, just driving around. This is my number one pick. I actually had this car. I was fortunate to have it. One of those stereotypical grandma only drove it for 20, 25,000 miles. This is 1986, getting my first car, 16 years old. My dad, God bless him, was able to find this from a lady in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And it was a 1975 Chevy Malibu Classic. Ooh. And I saw one driving around. Beauty. It was an, it was eight cylinder. It was had oil problems, had a leaky oil problem. It had a rusted out floorboard because it was Michigan. And unlike Arizona, floorboards do rust out. And ironically, the floorboard, uh, it was jimmied in there. It was a uh, street sign. It was a yield street sign that was jimmied into the carpet. 
that was like common hack. <laughs> but I saw 75, I saw a much better condition. It was, it was just a beautiful, uh, uh, blue. Well, what, what, what's it went, Mar Marty? What's the, the tech on, on the paint job where it is? It's almost, uh, porcelain like pearl. Oh man, it, but it, I don't think they had pearl back then. If, if, if you did. If it were if it were red, I would say it would be a cherry cherry apple red. But it was that in blue and just like glist. It was glistening driving along in Chandler, beautiful. And I, I thought that my 1975 Chevy Malibu Classic V8 and just rusted out floorboard or no, that was a kick-ass car. It was fast. It it would peel out. I don't know if it had poly traction or posi traction or whatever that shit is. <laughs> much like Jim, I just I press the gas down. It goes fast. It makes loud noises. That's a muscle car for me. Amen, brother. So, yeah. So therefore, there there's our list of our favorite three muscle cars. Now we're going to go and do our fictional cars. Uh, they're, they're real cars within a show, but that's not a fictional car. Um, a fictional character, if you will. And Marty, we're just going to keep the keep the order going. Your first, your, your call. Okay. All right. So mine is. Sorry, distracted by Steelers. Uh, mine is from one of my top five all-time movies, uh, Mad Max. Ooh. And uh, just so I didn't wrong, since we're semi-live. Whoa, what happened? Sorry, let me get it back to the top. It is a Ford Falcon XB GT Coupe from 1973. And as the guy said in the movies, it's the last of the V8 Interceptors. That is the car. I, I would love to build one. Uh, it was really popular in Australia. It was called something else here, but uh, man, uh, I just, I didn't matter if I liked the car or not. That's my favorite car. It's just so great. Love that. Uh, just everything about it. Even the, um, in the movie, he's being, he's trying to catch up and he flips this switch on his shifter and it turns on the blower. Now, later on, I realized that's, you can't do that. It's now blower to work. But it was cool as shit because then all of a sudden he was going faster. And then we got low on gas in the road where he turned it off. And love that car. So it's a Falcon, a Ford Falcon XBGT from 1973. Last of the V8 Interceptors. Fords and Plymouths are dominating here tonight, folks, whether it's fictional or, or the God's honest thing roaming the streets. I'm getting verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, what what is your fictional car? Okay, well, I have to give a quick shout out to James Bond's Aston Martin and the Scooby Doo Cruise Mystery Machine. Oh yeah, but my favorite <clears throat> fictional uh, vehicle has got to be Little Red Corvette. Oh, that's good, <laughs> buddy. You've got to move fast. That is awesome. That's right. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Hi, awesome. Prince, of course. Thank you so <laughs> much. I should have known by the way she parked it sideways that it wouldn't last. That is, that is a great pull. All right. Did, did not envision a song coming out of any of us tonight, but like it. Like it a lot. I know it was loud, but man, that was a great one. And it wasn't me. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, will, I will mention a band when I get to mine. But for now, Jim, you're up with your fictional car. Okay, my pick is from a show called Supernatural. I don't know if I don't know if any of you'll watch it, but it's about two brothers from Texas that drive around the country and and uh, hunt down monsters. 
uh, great show, especially the first few seasons. Um, so they they drive around the country in their father's 1967 black Impala, which is beautiful. absolutely beautiful, beautiful, sexy car. Uh, and it's almost like a character on the show because uh, they, you know, they it's in every episode, and uh, I think it's eventually re- revealed it has a soul of its own. Uh, but that's a whole other whole another story. The 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 universe building on that show is something else. But uh, yeah, absolutely gorgeous car, maybe the most beautiful car on on, on a TV show since Knight Rider, uh, and uh, just absolutely fantastic car. So uh, that is my pick. Great. That is great. Cool. My, my wife watches, or she, I think she's gone through it twice now, but she pointed out the car right away. She's like, come here, come here, look at this car. That's the <laughs> yep. show where the guy goes, hey, Steve. he's got a real ridiculous voice, real deep. Is that the one? There's two brothers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember I don't remember the guy with the voice, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it's about the two brothers. Next time you see it, you won't be able to avoid it. You go, oh, crap, that's what he was uh, talking about. I'll yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> out, she's like, come look at this car. And I didn't think much of it. And wow. Yes, that car's amazing. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. pull. For sure. Another Impala. I, I, I love this show. Muscle cars. Can't beat them. And now we're, we're to my uh, fictional cars. I, I didn't have any honorable mentions in the real stuff, but I do have two quick honorable mentions for the fictional cars. Going to go with the 1958 Plymouth Red Fury Christine. Love the book, love the movie, love the girl next to me. There we go. I did point in the right direction this time. Uh, she's not possessed like the car, at least not that I've noticed yet. So uh, yeah, you're welcome. So uh, <laughs> that's my number one honorable mention. Number two, one of my favorite shows as a kid, Starsky and Hutch, the 1976 Grand Torino, red with that white. That was a badass car. That's yeah. muscle. And yep. I, I'm Marty. I had the I had the 1975, a mid-70s uh Muscle car, also another good mid-70s muscle car there from the guys on Starsky and Hutch. But my number one, I, I inadvertently started saying it earlier as a, a, an honorable mention, but Steve McQueen's car, the 1968 dull green Mustang GT in the movie Bullet. Bullet. And as the drive-by truckers sang, that car had six hubcaps, you know what I mean, as he drove around the streets of San Francisco, hubcaps flying off left and right. You, you, there were six hubcaps that came off that car. Physically impossible, but damn it, the movie, the, the magic of movies, six hubcaps, six GT. That might be the most famous one. Also, fun fact: in in one in one scene, he downshifts eighteen times in that car, and you know how many cars can you do that in, right? He is Steve Mother Flipping <laughs> McQueen, baddest mother trucker that you ever seen. Amen to that. Heck yeah. Pardon the language here, folks, but I'm going to drive by trucker it again. He fucked Faye Dunaway and he fucked Allie McGraw. He was <laughs> Stephen Queen driving that bullet. So, all right, we we end on a potty mouth note from me. The 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 the, uh, the Catholic again, just getting getting a little naughty here okay. on the show. But uh, oh boy, so sorry. So, uh, <laughs> but thanks, folks, as, as always, for listening to all over the place. This week's episode, Muscle Cars, Fictional, Real Life, all that good stuff. Jim, Marty, Christine, thanks as always for making this show kick ass left and right, up and down on our little squares here throughout on, for those watching. And uh, again, shout outs to, to Yasmin McGee over at XYZpromotions.com. And also check out Maribel Pina, M-A-R-I-B-E-L-P-I-N-A, Instagram and Facebook. Forget Yahoo Groups. 
Facebook, Instagram, here on all over the place. Take care, folks. Cheers. You've been listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. If you like what you've been listening to, and you know you have, be sure to share it with friends and family, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever. producer and the guests only. You have listened at your own risk.